0: Welcome to the HustBust Road Trip. We're going to sit down and hang out with a bunch of like-minded people and just talk. Might get awkward, it might not. Who knows? Make sure you tune in. What's up everybody? Welcome to the HustBust Bus Stop. Seven questions. Today we got Sal, it's called a machine, not a gun, (laughs) Feedy. Don't get that twisted. Um, Tattooer. Uh, excellent traditional tattoo artist, all-around good tattooer, um, also happens to be my best friend. So we're going to hit him with the seven weird questions and uh, learn something about Sal, all right? So, before we get started, is there anything you want to tell anybody about tattooing that they might not know?
1: Is there anything that I want to tell people about tattooing that they might not know? Mm, yeah. If you don't tattoo, you know nothing about tattooing. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. <laughs> pretty much say out about it's a so lot of shit. It's so crazy when people come into the tattoo shop and they're like, you know, I, I get that people want what they want and, you know, we try to work with people the best we can and to give them exactly what they want, but tattooing has been going on for a really long time and it's done a certain way for a certain reason. Like, you know. I want the lettering on my arm upside down because it's for me or, right. you know, let's do it Point oh six font. So it's so small that in 10 years, it's just a black line. on. I mean, there's so many things I can go on and on, but trust your artist. You go to that artist for a reason. They do it professionally. They're not going to steer you in the wrong direction. Mm. Same thing as a mortgage advisor. It
0: should be somebody you trust. And if you don't trust them, you should get another one. You know? Um, All right, so here we go. We're going to jump into it. Sal's a bit of a world traveler. He's a cultured guy. He's been (laughs) a bunch of places. Passports all stamped up. So, first question What is your favorite place in the world of all the places you've been?
1: Italy. Any specific part? The Amalfi Coast. Amalfi Coast, Italy. Yeah. I. I have been a lot of places. There's a close second that's in the United States, and it's Havasu Falls in the M Reservation in Arizona. Italy is Italy. The food's amazing there, the best in the world, the Amalfi Coast is one of the most beautiful places in the world, you know, and it's just, you know, it's Italy, so it doesn't really need an explanation. But. I would say a tight second is Havasu Falls. If you're an American citizen, you live here. Uh, I feel like it's it's kind of like a rite of passage. Like everyone that lives here should see this place once. Okay. It's in the middle of the desert. You got to hike 14 miles in the middle of the summer to get to it with 40 pounds on your back because there is no going in and going out in one day. You have to camp down there. And, uh,. When you get down there, it looks like Mars. You feel like you're on a different planet. It is the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life. Period. You know, and I've been to some pretty intense places in my life, but that definitely takes the cake. You know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's a, just Google it, look it up. You can only get down there in June. You need a permit to go down. It's a real Indian reservation, and... Uh, it's incredible. Mm. It's on the list. It's totally worth. The juice is worth the squeeze, you know, because it's a grueling hike to get down there. Yeah, you've told me. It's about 14 it. miles of switchbacks in the desert in June. So, right, you know, it's not for the faint-hearted. But if you think you can make it, I would definitely recommend it.
0: Rumor has it there's a chopper that come pull you out if you need like to be better. There is. Back.
1: There is. They take locals out once a week. <clears throat> To go to store runs, you know, Walmart, that type of thing that they don't have down there. So if you time your trip right, you probably could get an $80 chopper ride out, but there is no chopper in. So Hmm. I don't know what day it is. Good luck. Yeah. (laughs) Roll them dice. Roll them dice
0: with the. Um, All right. So we'll circle back to tattooing for a second. This is a two parter. Right, You get no points for either, but it's a two-part question. What is your favorite tattoo you've ever done? And then the inverse, obviously. What is your least favorite tattoo you've ever done?
1: I have two favorites. I can't decide between the two. One is on your back. A... Huge traditional back piece, ship flags. I'm not just saying that because you're here. It's probably the biggest tattoo I've ever done, and it's done well, so it's definitely one of my favorites. Another one. You actually do get points for that. Note on uh, me. Another one is there's a wolf that I did on another friend of mine's chest. It's not really on his chest, it's on his whole torso. And it's a wolf that's typically that big, but we just blew it up to be gigantic. It covers this kid's whole front and it's insane. I mean, you can see it from a quarter mile away. Mm. It's one of the most powerful pieces that I've ever done. I feel like for that reason, so the bigger, the better. Well, in some cases, the bigger, the better, but it was just like, after I did this tattoo, I was like, wow. I could feel how powerful the tattoo was. And that is something that doesn't really happen often. So hmm. it's definitely either number one or two in my 15-year career. Least favorite? Least favorite?
0: You don't got to say no names. <laughs> you, could, you could work it in the here, too. You know what I mean? You could reach out. Extend a helping hand. <laughs> say, hey, this, if this is
1: you, come find me. I'm going to just say this, which brings me back to my point in the beginning of the interview. Um, I do a lot more least favorite tattoos than I do most favorite. Mm. Because most of the time, people want what they want when they want it. They don't want to hear what I have to say. They don't take my direction. So, it's, it's hard to pick my least favorite. But there's one I did recently that was a college logo I'm not going to say which college one half and the other half was a skull and it had this guy's life story written around it Mm. all the lettering that you could possibly put into one tattoo and it just was a not great design, not great idea But um, yeah, you know I want to give him what he wants, so I was like, okay, I'll tattoo it on you. And as soon as I started tattooing this guy, he was uh, jumping all over. Yeah. I mean, he could not take this. He was moaning every time I touched him with the machine, and the shop was full of people. And every time this, every time I hit him with the needle, every single head in the shop would turn and stare at me. I mean, I was so embarrassed for this guy. (laughs) It was just like, it was painful. And I have never tattooed someone as light as I tattooed this guy. Really? Like, super fine line, light shading. Yeah, I can (laughs) vouch
0: for the heavy hands. It was so
1: bad that I told him, you're not cut out for this. This should probably be your last tattoo. Really? Yeah. You know, you don't get to work with, you know what I mean? It's just...
0: I got it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I I can bounce heavy-handed Sal. Old <laughs> Sal Hammerhands over here. That's that's a real thing. So if he says he went light, it's probably at least as average as another tattoo artist. At least as, <laughs> as regular. Yeah. Um, all right, tattoo. All right, here, this is the one we ask everybody. Just to kind of, like, you know, have a baseline control for all the people that come do this. Who would win in a fight? 39-year-old you, 19-year-old
1: you. 39-year-old me. Really? Yeah. Anything to offer with that? I mean, look, I'm not trying to say I'm a tough guy or anything, but I've been in fights my entire life. And when I was 19 years old, I was 140 pounds soaking wet. I'm 210 pounds now, so I'm pretty sure I would grip me up and... Yeah, you know, pin me down somewhere. So yeah, so sit down somewhere, son. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm 39, but you know what I'm saying, right? I I can move. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: what is your favorite food and
1: why? Gravy. Why? What if somebody <laughs> doesn't know what that is? Okay, it's. Red macaroni sauce, I guess, is another way to describe it. Not the, the brown stuff for the turkey. No, not not brown. Uh red. It's made from tomatoes, garlic, and you know, whatever meat you want to put in there. It's something that <clears throat> South Philly Italian families eat every Sunday, if not every Sunday and Tuesday. Um and Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. come on out that fridge. Yeah, and yeah. it's uh you know, it's just you heard these people start talking about core memory unlocked. That's what it is. As soon as the gravy starts being made, it's like I'm back in my childhood, you know, in my grandmother's house and everybody loves it. Everybody that eats it loves it. So true, true statement. It's it's amazing. I personally make it with sausage every time because that's how I was brought up to eat it. People make it with meatballs and veal and all kind of stuff, but you know, tomatoes Garlic, a little bit of onion if you're into that, and uh, the meats. I can't, I can't really give up any more than that That's on about what it. goes into making it because it's kind of like a rite of passage where I come from to know how to make that. So, uh, But, yeah, I could eat it five days a week. You know what I'm saying? It's just not really a thing to me. So, Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Rapid-fire round real quick.
0: I'm just going to give you two things. You give me... The answer, start with an easy one, New Balance or Jordans? New Balance. All day. Because we're dads now. Yeah. And you just got to be practical out here. You never know. You might have to load the bed of the pickup, mow the lawn. Do you want an explanation of why? Besides the fact they're more comfortable?
1: Well, yeah. Yeah, sure. Add to it. Yeah, I mean, number one, obviously New Balance are a lot more comfortable. Number two, Jordans are like... You can't wear Jordans with everything, can you? Nope. You just can't. You can't. And I can't get dressed up like I'm 19 years old, hanging on the corner every day, right. like I am today. <laughs> you know <laughs> right, what I'm saying? But right. I just happen to have New Balance on. <laughs> just happen. Yeah. Just but, so happens. Uh, yeah, they're just uh, they're a lot more versatile. They're a lot more comfortable. They're a lot more affordable. Sometimes. Yeah. not if you got ones like Paul has on they're probably the same price as Jordan's but we're a little rare yeah and they've uh, also held up though for years Jordan's do that and that's the last thing they're definitely made a lot better in my opinion the craftsmanship that goes into making a new balance shoe that's made in the US is far superior to what Nike is making with Jordan
0: yeah uh, next rapid fire beach or mountains mountains for sure don't even have to think about it me neither John's or Italianos?
1: Ooh. I like Italianos better. I'm an Italianos guy. Yeah. I mean, John's, I love John's and all, but, you know. Don't
0: ask for the spoon, though. Don't do it. It's weird. You we ever go to Italian's? Don't you ask for a spoon, you eat it with a soft pretzel. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, we got two left, I think. Uh, I never actually really keep track here. So, I'll go. So, we're... We're cigar smokers, right? As a, as a hobby of ours. Describe. Describe.
1: Not to the extent that you do, but yeah. Describe I, I know a few things.
0: what it's like to sit down with nothing on your to do list, but a few short words, and your favorite cigar.
1: It's like, if you got kids, you know what I'm talking about. It's like when you're going through the day all day with your kids and you're just trying to get to the end of the day when they finally get to sleep so you can sit on the couch and just zone out. It's like that. It's like reaching that goal for any person. You know, it's just like your own personal me time. I'm going to take some time out and do something that I enjoy and relax. Relax. You know and plus if it's your favorite cigar it's like you just feel like you're not wanting anything else you have everything that you want right there in front of you Mm. it's something that's pretty it's difficult to attain and that's you know an easy way to attain something like that bonus question better place to smoke a cigar on
0: a float in your pool or on a windy road on your Harley
1: I'm going to go with the float in my pool. It's tough on the bike. Yeah. Only because of the wind. You know yeah. what I mean? If it, if wind wasn't a factor and it just burned like it did sitting still, it would be this, the bike, but I'm going to go with the pool.
0: All right. Last question. You're all Eagles out today, as we all should be. Eagles mm-hmm. play a big playoff game today. They have taken all hope from us and are prepared to give it back this evening. Uh, Having shared this with you, both experiences, I'll ask you, as a Philadelphian, as somebody who's lived through the Rich Coat Heights, the Ray Rhodes, the the failed NFC Championship appearances, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, what was more special, Broad Street after the game, because we watched the game in Southfield, we were able to run right up to Broad Street, one of the first people out there, or... Broad Street in the same exact location for the parade. <laughs> oh my god. What was more special to you? Born and raised South Philly, bleed green Eagles fan. What was more special to me? Yeah. Broad Street after the game. I oh, would great Broad Street after the game.
1: It was more special to me being born and raised in South Philly because it was all I mean it was completely packed there, but I would say 90% of the people there are from that immediate area because you're not on Broad Street 10 minutes after the game's over unless you ran there, which we did. We did. And it was just like, I seen so many people that I knew and loved and people that I haven't seen in so long, and it was just like the start of this thing that happened in Philadelphia that year. It was like... From the time the Eagles won the Super Bowl to the end of the day, after the parade, it was the safest it's ever been in the city. It's true. I mean, it was just nothing but love. It was truly the city of brotherly love at that time, you know what I mean? It was just all hugs and cheers, and everybody was in such a good mood, and it was, you know, we had waited so long to to see that happen. My next-door neighbor at the time waited, you know, over 60 years. (laughs) He's just like first person I saw yeah, in Hubs collapsed just just like, in my arms crying yeah, yeah yeah it was just it was incredible but um yeah it was more like un- an unbelievable floating on the clouds moment uh, directly after the game to whereas when we got to the parade it was like it had set in a little bit. We yeah. knew we were the Super Bowl champions that we were better than everybody else in the NFL that nobody could touch us and we were just there kind of like yeah, with our chest puffed out and that was yeah, good too. But
0: yeah. I would agree after the game. It yeah, was yeah. a magical experience. Alright, so I'm pretty sure we did uh, maybe close to 20 questions here but appreciate you coming for the House Ball 7 questions and uh, look out for us on the next one. We end all these was a dump on the fern